think about the profound influence of the Bible on the world, the way that it has shaped our culture, whether you're a follower of Christ or not, it's probably a good idea that you know at least what it says. It's going to be about us taking and reading the Bible. Well, welcome to the Take and Read podcast. My name is Pastor Chad, and I have with me another first-time guest. I, I know, I know there's a lot of first-time guests, uh, but this is an exciting one. This is a, a friend who uh, I've known now for probably five years, six years maybe. Yeah, about five six years. years. Yep. Coming up on that. Yeah, five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, his name is Jeshua, and that's all I'll tell you at this point, and you'll understand why. Uh, but I met Jeshua mm-hmm. when he arrived uh, at, at our church in Texas as a freshman. He was getting ready to go into college. And uh, he came that first Sunday, and he kind of is, I think your dad kind of forced an, an introduction, and he kind of made you come to the front yep. and, and meet me. And, and so we were able to, to meet, engage, and then we spent four years, your four years of college. We hung out, we talked, we met on a weekly basis, and we began a really cool kind of discipleship relationship where I got to walk with you for a few years Yep. And during that time, you yep. were exploring life and, and kind of what what did you want to do when you grew up? And I'll let you tell more of that story, but uh, this is Jeshua, and he is coming from South Asia right now and where he serves uh, full-time uh, yep. in a ministry capacity there. And welcome, Jeshua. How you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm doing great, Chad. Uh, so excited to be on here with uh, with you. And so actually my dad, he listens every week and I'm not telling okay, so him dad's that listening. I, I'm on. Yeah, dad's listening and he's very much surprised because this is going to be a surprise for him. That was kind of my goal. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, I'm doing great. Um, it's um, nighttime here uh, and uh, South Asia. And so um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm doing great, brother. Excited to be with you. Tell 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 us a little bit about the work that you're doing there and kind of yeah. what led to that work. Yes, for sure. So I've been um, doing uh, serving in ministry here in South Asia for the past two years, and so um, uh, I'll just give a little maybe background to how I really ended up here. So previous to, yeah. I was um, you know a senior in college. As you're saying, I was kind of looking, trying to figure out, discern what the Lord had for me. And what I had was really set on was um, actually um, joining the Marines. And so mm-hmm. um, uh, 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 Chad and I had discussed this, but this was something that um, I had wanted to do. I was preparing. I was doing pull-ups. I was running. <laughs> yeah, I remember you'd roll in and you're telling me about your your newest I had sprint uh, know, days. I had yeah, man. You know, I was, You're... I was, I was, I was working for it. I was fighting for it, and that's that's really what I wanted. I was, I in my mind, that's what I wanted. That's what I was going to do, and yeah. um, it, and so it was in that season that I was really in preparation for that. That I was also in a season simultaneously of just really closely walking with the Lord. Um, I had opportunities mm-hmm. to do ministry on campus. I was leading a Bible study, leading in several capacities, and also just serving whenever I got the opportunity. 
And I think it was really those two two things. There's those kind of two parallel lines that were running. And um, as I got just closer and closer to actually obtaining this goal, actually going to um, do the officer training program, that's what I was going for. I remember I really just had to go do the medical. They send you to go do the medical in like San Antonio and then you take the, the physical test. That, that's really all. I, that's Those were the, the two final gates I was getting through. But um, it was really through that time that the Lord started clearly communicating, uh, like kind of kind of tugging me away from that, kind of pulling me away from that. And I remember experiencing shock. I remember experiencing like surprise because I'm like, oh my God, this is what I've been wanting to do. Mm -hmm. This is what I've been getting ready for. This is what my legs are hurting for. Like, if it's not this and what, <laughs> what, 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 yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, I was, I was in it. I was deep. And so I was, I was kind of, I was, had this dialogue on with the lord like lord if it's not this what is it what is it because i'm ready to go i'm ready to go do something i'm ready to get out there and so it's it's somewhere within the season that actually uh chad warren yours truly uh gave me a call i think he'd attest <laughs> that it was like 9 a.m i whenever i tell the story i say it's like 7 it or 6 a.m that's that's what i tell people yeah that's what i tell people <laughs> but i've heard you say 9 a.m brother for a college student for sure that that's we can agree on that yeah <laughs> and so i yeah. i stroll in i stroll in and at that time i got bleached blonde hair i'm pretty sure maybe it was red maybe it was in yeah. that second phase but um i'm probably looking crazy but um there sitting at the table was um someone uh, uh my future team leader would actually be there and um mm. chad on the phone was saying you got to get up to this place we, you got to meet this this guy and so okay sure and so i walk in and and from that was really the seed planted, and um, and and I remember that day I sat down with that uh, my my future team leader and we just we talked for hours uh, and I just got to hear what um, the Lord was doing in South Asia, what His vision mm -hmm. was, what His vision for for uh, someone joining His team would be, and so um, um, I would say it was in with I can't track to specific moments, but that was definitely a pivotal moment as the Lord began to change my heart. Um, and really it was a, it was a mind. It was, I had this willingness. I had this desire to go. I had this desire to go, but it was really truly for myself. It was just truly, you know, I, I think I, I wanted that, that I just, I, I come from a military family on my mom's side. I wanted that pride to be like, Hey, I did this, but the mm -hmm. Lord was really preparing me to go for him and, um, join the work going on in South Asia. So I just want to share that and, um, uh, you know, just kind of that, that story leading to me out here was not a straight line, but there was winds and turns and, uh, Chad, you were there helping me along the way, yeah. but, uh, that, that's a little bit of how I ended out, out here. Can I, am I able to share a little bit about what that's looked like? Is that, is yeah, I'd love for you to describe what, what is the nature of the work? What is it that you do in, yeah. in the location that God has you? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, as I said, I'm serving here in South Asia and been out here for two years. And so really, um, the, as we, the work here, uh, looks, uh, most like, mostly for me with, with partnering with local, um, pastors, local church leaders, local believers in pursuit of, um, the great commission. You know, we are really, really, um, just looking to equip the saints, encourage the saints, um, uh, for making disciples, 
of all nations um, and, and and going um, to the lost and and you know through that planting churches through that um, seeing more come to faith so that's really what the work has looked like for me is just coming alongside these pastors as they look to um, um, you know uh, continuing to grow their ministry start new ministry and mm-hmm. so I, I my team has a responsibility over a whole um, state and um, so uh, through these two years, I've developed relationships with um, around six to seven pastors that I, I really split my time between in a month and I and I go to them and and, and it's it really I mean, it, it looks different every day you know with them because in one look when one village we're we're going to a family and we're counseling them we're encouraging them we're having like a bible study and then another village we're going to we could be sharing the gospel with people who um are not yet believers but um you know the pastor's been trying to reach and then Mm -hmm. that night we're at his church and we're hosting a meeting for his leaders where we're training them on a specific spiritual discipline like evangelism and so really it's it's come it's come to look like me serving the local church here serving those local leaders here who have a vision for um for reaching the nations for reaching for reaching south asia and um so that's that's kind Joshua, of if, i think on a broad scale if you yeah. were to kind of put a percentage to the population that is christian mm-hmm. what would mm-hmm. it be yeah um i think the population that i would say is is christian is probably 2% or less that's okay. probably, and I think if I could just, uh, you know, kind of illustrate it, whenever I share the gospel, as I go, I'm, you know, sharing with cab drivers, uh, guys in their um, shops, you know, uh, auto drivers, people, uh, and I always ask them, you know, I, I ask them two questions, really, uh, and, the, and, the, and my conversation starter can be as simple as, have you ever heard of Jesus? And mm. you would be shocked. I mean, I would say 95% of them, I mean, that's just the conversation starter. 95% will say, I've never heard of Jesus. No, I've never mm-hmm. heard of Jesus. And maybe there's that 5% that say, oh, Jesus, you know, yeah, like church, right? You know, oh, in school, I heard. Mm-hmm. But the other 95% will say, um, no, who is that? Where does he live? Does he live in, you know, sector 32? Right. Is that where he lives? There. We're, I mean, and, and then at the end, that's the first question I ask. At the end, I always ask, have you ever heard this before? I share with them the gospel. I communicate it, um, um, you know, that G- that we are in a broken relationship. We need relationship with Jesus in order to have our sins forgiven. If we believe in um, Jesus, then we will have salvation. I communicate the whole gospel to them. I have a conversation with them. But I always like asking, have you ever heard this before? And I would say every time I've shared the gospel, I've only had one guy. Every, who said yes? Every other person have said no. I've never heard this before. And you're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousands of people that you've had conversations with. Yes, yes, uh, and wow. so that's just a reality of the lostness here. You know, it's it's interesting that I think that's really hard for us to imagine for those of us tuning in in the United States to imagine having a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody. And saying, have you ever heard of Jesus? And for them being either like, no. And then the the immediate response being, Is he does where does where does he live? Does he live over on the other side of town? You know, yeah. is there a reason I should know this guy? And the assumption is he is a live human being right now that you're trying to introduce them to. That that 
exchange, I think, would just be shocking to us because yeah. we live in a place where it is saturated and religion yes. is is a, yeah. a known entity. Christianity yeah. is a known entity, but you are in a world where yeah. it is so, so not a reality. 2% or less of the population are are Christ followers. And then you're saying 95% of the people you engage with have never even heard of the name or the concept of Christianity. Yeah. Um, that is just, yeah, that's, that's just It's completely to contrary to my upbringing. I mean, I, I've grown up mm-hmm. in the United States. I mean, you know, from a, yeah, like you said, it's, it's don it's it's saturated within our culture, so it definitely is I, a completely different world. I want to put you on the spot for a minute, okay? I'm gonna. You did not Come anticipate up. this, but I would love for you, yeah, to have a conversation with me, yeah, like you would with one of your cab drivers or shop owners. Yeah. So let's just okay, almost like a role play. I would love to hear how you initiate that conversation. And kind of yeah. how you navigate that conversation. Would you be yeah, willing to do for that? Sure. For sure. Yeah, I, w- I would okay. be willing to do that. Yeah. Okay. Let's and just so say I, I think. I, I, and can within this role play, do you mind if like, because I think, um, are we able to contextualize contextualize it as though it's like I'm within South Asia? Is that all right? Is, yeah, that's fine. That? That's fine. Yeah. Because yeah. usually I think what um, is what I find is that most of these cab drivers, most of these um, workers, most of and in every shop, most people, they have some sort of symbol. Here, symbols are very important in their religion. Mm-hmm. And so people will have something from their neck, a necklace. You know, I, I'm in an area with a, there's a, re- a religion called Sikhism. Many have turbans, you know, they, they have different symbols. So let's just so say I've, I got, guess, I've got some headwear. Yeah. Yeah. You're already halfway okay. there. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's good. Okay. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I own a, a, a small uh, shop. I'm I'm just selling some food. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and I say uh, welcome. What would you like? Hey, hey, brother. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well today. Yeah. 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 You got um, Oreos? Do you have Oreos? Yes, we got Oreos. Oreos. In fact, uh, two for one today. So make yeah. sure you you double down. Oh man, yeah. You know what? Go ahead and give me, give me four then. Give me four. I'll take four. I, okay. I love Oreos. All right, four. Here yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay. Anything else good. today? Thank you so much. Uh, no, I think, I think that's all right. I think that's all right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How much is that? Forty yeah. rupees. Yep. Here you It'll go, brother. Be, yeah. Here you go. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. And how are you doing? Uh, How's work I'm okay. going? I'm okay. It's, it's work is work. It's the same old, same old day after day. Been doing this now yeah. for 30, 30 years. So okay, you know, wow, wow. In this shop, you've been in the same shop for thirty years. Yes, yes. It was. Oh, uh, it is my family's, and uh, okay. we. Yeah, this is this is it's our your spot. Families. Okay, yeah. okay. Your families. Yeah, 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 yeah. I um, I, I, I know I've seen you here, but yeah, that's that's great. So, is it? Are you the boss now? Are you? Is is your dad at home then? You run the shop. Yeah, dad's at home. I run the shop now. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. That that sounds stressful. I bet it can be difficult, huh? Uh, it is difficult. It's people yeah. are difficult. Times can be difficult. Uh mm. and yeah, my dad has 
very, very strict things he wants to make sure happen, even though I'm in charge now. Uh, he's got opinions. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. It can be difficult, but it's good. Yeah. It's good. Dads yeah. can be like that. Yeah. Dads can definitely <laughs> be like that. Wow. Yeah. yeah that, well, um, that's good, brother. I, I see you here. I see you working. You know, I've wanted to to talk before. You know, I'm actually mm-hmm. believe it. I'm 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 actually I'm not from around here. I'm actually from United States. So uh, oh, I'm, United States, American. Yep. Yeah, oh. I know. Crazy, right? I don't look American, uh-huh. but I am. I promise. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. What? Why so are you here? I, I'm actually. I, I work here. I do um, business. I got. I do a marketing job here. So I've been here for okay. one year. One year. Hmm. I've been okay. Here. Yeah. Wow, you you speak you speak well for only being here. Yeah. Here. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I try. <laughs> no, I love it here. It's it's really good. It's very good. The food's good. Um, yeah, I, I love learning about the culture. I love learning about um, you know it's it's very different than the United States. It's very different. Mm-hmm. And you know I I think recently too I've been trying to to learn about. Um, you know the religions, the different. I see, brother. I think you're wearing a, a turban. Are are you Sikh mm-hmm. then? Yes. Yes. Okay. Very. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're Sikh. Okay. And so your family, your family's all Sikh then. No? Yes, you, we are all Sikh. Yes. Okay. Yes, we. Wow. We are wow. faithful and and we we practice uh, faithfully. Wow. All that. Okay. All of the very teachings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Wow. Yeah. 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 I've, there's not many Sikhs in the United States. Um, but I've been, I've, I've learned about your religion and I've learned about the different, uh, symbols you have. And, um, so because I see, I'm actually, I'm a Christian. Have you ever heard mm. of Christians before? Uh, I, I, m- maybe, I don't know much. Maybe. No. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You might've seen this, but we actually, we have some symbols too. So this is, this is a cross I wear. This, this mm. is one of the important oh, it's symbols. Very beautiful. Very Thank beautiful. You. Yeah. But yeah, we, we're Christians because um, we actually believe in one God. Um, I think you mm. similarly, you you have one one um, uh, Parmeshwar, one Lord that you worship, but we believe in one God. And so we believe, um, you, you know, that uh, our God, he made all things. So and mm. and so that's and we believe that he made all things and that we um, and that in the beginning, everything was perfect. But then we believe that there was man. And man sinned. And when man sinned, his relationship with God was broken. And so now we want we want to have relationship with God. We want to fix our relationship with God. So we do different things. You know, we we give um, money. We do good works. We do religious works. We go to temple. We do puja. We do these different prayers to try to fix our relationship with God. Right, we try to mm. we, we try to do these. It is important things, right? to do good things. Yes, this is this is very important that we do the good yeah. things. We do the right things. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that that's trying to get us is salvation. Right? Isn't that mm. what we want? Is salvation to be to have mm-hmm. uh, to be saved? Is, it, yes. is is that right? Yes. But and so what the Bible says is that that these things alone will not save us. That these things, no matter how much good work we do, no matter how many times we go to temple, no matter how many times we pray. That this will never be enough, but but that's not the end of the story because we believe that that's why God sent Jesus, and mm. Jesus came and He lived the perfect life. He never did sin. He never did sin. Said, so, brother, mm. do you know what sin is? Do you know what sin is? No, no. Well, sin is sin is when we do bad work, when we lie, when we cheat. 
when we when we steal this is this is sin would would you would you agree this is bad work right there yeah there are good works and there are bad works mhm yeah so when we're when we um are lying when we're when we're cheating when we when we steal um yeah this is this is bad work and brother the truth is is that we've all done sin we've all we've all done mm-hmm. sin right and I, I would say that i've i've lied i've stolen I've cheated, and and brother, it's it's a reality of the world. But and what we have to understand is that sin separates us from God. It mm-hmm. it, it it separates us from from um um uh, our Creator. And so this, but Jesus, he never did any of this work, and he lived and he actually died for our sins, and he died on the cross for our sins on this cross, and then three days mm-hmm. later he rose again from the grave. And so if today we have a choice, if we believe in Jesus, if we confess him as our Lord and we follow him, then we can have salvation. Then we can be saved. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of our work. It's not because of our how many times we prayed, how many times we did good work, but it's right. because of what Jesus Jesus did on the cross. Amen. Yeah. So brother, yeah. I wanted to share this with you. Um I wanted to I wanted to just um share who Jesus was and and what he did for you. Um, because brother, I, I think God wants you to hear this today. Hmm. Do you, how, what do you think? How do you, did you like this? What do you feel about this? Yes. Uh, but how, how, uh, how does this one man, his death, how does that, how does that take care of all of the bad works? And then, why do we still have to do the good works? Mm. Well, see, brother, what we got to understand is that, you know, in, 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 you know, these different religions and Sikhism and Hinduism and Buddhism, there's, there's saviors, there's, there's people who are big people who, um, you know, do many great things. But we got to understand that Jesus, he's different. He's different hmm. than them. When we when we read the Bible, see the Bible is the book God gave us. When we read the Bible, we see Jesus is is different than them. First, Jesus is God. He's God, and He's God's Son, and 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 so we have to understand that this is this is and that this is different than maybe different um, uh, gurus you've heard of of different um, gods that you've heard mm-hmm. of. And we have to understand that when Jesus came to Earth, He became a man like you and me. He was mm. like you and me. He needed food. He needed water. He felt love. He felt he felt sadness. He he. It, it, the Bible says that Jesus endured all the same temptations that me and you have. The things you've been tempted with, and I've been mm. tempted with. Jesus was tempted with, but Jesus never gave in. And so this is where we um where Jesus is most important is that he was the perfect sacrifice. When he died on the cross for our sins, he was the perfect sacrifice. The, the, the Bible says the, the pure lamb. He had never committed sin. And so because of that, because of he was the perfect sacrifice, the perfect lamb, it, it's it, because of his blood that was shed, his sacrifice on the cross, that our sins would be forgiven. So then why do we have to do the good works? If we want to do this, if didn't Jesus do all of it? Isn't it, I mean, isn't it all done? Mm-hmm. But we what we have to understand is that we do these works not for salvation but because of salvation because 
at, at the core, brother, I want to tell you this um, clearly. This is a this is about love. This this is about love. Jesus came for you because He loves you. Our God um, sent Jesus because He loves you, and He made you with love, and He wants you to have relationship with again. He wants you to love Him again, and so. What we have to understand is we don't do good works because we want, we need to do it to get salvation, but we do good works mm. because we love God and our God loves us, brother. Mm. And so that's something I, I want to tell you that God today, he knows your life, brother. I, I've just met you. We're just talking. We've talked about your shop, your family's business. You've been here for, you said, 20, 30 years, a long time. I don't know everything about your life, but I can tell you that our, my Jesus, my God, he knows about your life and he loves you hmm. and he knows your problems and he he knows what what's been hard in your life and and he he's coming he, i believe he sent me here to share this 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 point of love with you um brother hmm. so um i i, I know that that's I, I went off a little bit those aren't all your answers but does that make sense do you have any questions about that this makes sense this makes sense i would like to uh talk more about this thank you for coming yeah. to my shop no, thank you so much, brother, for talking to you. And what I'll do is I'll get your number. And I live real close. I would love, hmm. brother, I'll message you. And then whenever you're on like chai break like that, we can, I can come, brother. And I'd love to talk more about this. I'd love to talk more about Jesus. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That was good. See. All right, man. You thank you. I put no, you on thank the you spot. so much. That was great. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And was, thank uh, you for your acting skills. Oh, thank Playing you. Playing yeah, a, yeah. a um, small Dukan order. Uh, the Dukan <laughs> order. Very good. So Perfect. you get to do that a lot. Do you yeah. think that um, has it become pretty normal for you to engage in those kind of conversations? Yes, I would say it's become it's become pretty normal. Yeah, I will say this is I, funny, but doing it in English is probably. The the le the least normal part about what we just did. The conversation topics are the same. Everything's usually mm -hmm. the same, but I'm usually doing it in the language. But um, yeah, these are conversations I try to have whenever I go out. Well, it's it, uh, thank you for sharing because I think it's a great challenge to me and I think to others that man, it is not it is not typically a a normative part of our day uh, where we yeah. enter into conversations with people hoping yeah. to have that opportunity or looking for a way or a segue into a conversation where we could share this incredible news. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I thank you for your example and I no, thank you for, for sure. your faithfulness. And yeah. yeah, whenever, whenever you're back stateside, I hope that there, you know, that continues. And even though you're, you'll be speaking English, I hope it, uh, yeah, I imagine you just probably can't go back to doing things the old way, that this is now kind of who you are. No, for sure. And no, for sure. I, I think that's incredible. Yeah, um, I think last I'll say about that is just, um, you know, being over here, as you start, you know, there's definitely fears and there's um, and there's there's um, barriers to sharing the gospel for sure. But um, I think being out here and practicing it, truly I've learned that this is what, you know, Jesus has called us to do. This is what the Great Commission was and yeah. what he what and and what I, I will say is on the other side when you do I, I I mean I think of Luke ten it says when the disciples came back from sharing the gospel they were rejoicing they were rejoicing mm -hmm. and so I would just you know people I would just encourage people you know this is something that God 
has commanded us to do, but it also is like something that blesses us too when we when we it's do it. It's exhilarating. So. It's a gift that when you have walked in that that kind of faithfulness and obedience, there is a, a joy that can only be experienced through obedience. And it, you're exactly right. Amen. Well, um, amen. a couple of questions since you are a new guest. Uh, a couple of questions Go that I need to ask you. I want to know just briefly, what do you remember kind of your earliest memories of the Bible in your life? And then fast forward to when did the Bible become a more significant part of your life? Uh, maybe than it was <laughs> growing up. And then what does your time in the Bible look like today? Like, is yeah. there a place, a way that you engage it, how regularly, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I would say um, I'm blessed. I have two parents who love the Lord, and they've been kind of my primary disciple disciplers through mm -hmm. my life. And so growing up, the Bible was always um, around. And um, I think my earliest memory is I distinctly remember always coming downstairs, and I would see my father at our kitchen table doing his quiet time. Um, and I think that that um, is just impactful beyond words. Uh, I got to see him model from um, a very young age um, to be just faithfully in the scriptures every day. And so I think that's kind of one of my earliest memories. Now, fast forward to when it really became significant for me, if I'm being completely honest, it was really, I feel like, I feel like when I saw the huge shift, a huge shift is um, really my senior year of college as I became um, much more like participatory, much more um, involved with ministry, uh, I, I think um, honestly, as I, I, I as I remember, as I was preparing, you know, to start beginning, uh, step into some more leadership roles, I think mm -hmm. I became very quickly aware of my own, um, you know, insecurities, my own uh, failures. But uh, as a result, that really drove me to the Word and drove mm -hmm. me to the Scriptures. And it, it kind of put me in a position where I was just really looking to the scriptures for that, for that, you know, like that, that air, that, that, you know, that, that daily mm -hmm. bread, that's really when it became um, just um, necessary for me in that time, as I was just really having to rely on the Lord completely for things that, you know, I naturally I felt were out of, you know, just not in my skill set really. And so I was just blessed in that time as the Lord really began to, you know, that the living and active word, as I really began to read the scriptures and see it um, and see it living and active every day in my life um, from, you know, the, the Old Testament to the New Testament. And so it was really in that season where I just grew a love for the scriptures from my personal time with the Lord. And mm -hmm. um, t today, what it looks like is um, I, I just I mean, it's a new year. I've started a new Bible plan. I'm going to read. I finished. I did the Bible um, all the way through. I did this time just how to, like where you just read one book to the next book to the next book. That's what I did last right. year. And so this year, though, I'm I'm doing a plan that's in chronological order. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm excited to do that. I did that maybe two, two years, the, the year before last. And I didn't get all, all the way through it then. But I'm excited to get through it this year because I'm just excited to see how, you know, First Kings, Chronicles, you know, just how those things kind of mm -hmm. co come together, you know, and are being, right. at, you know, at, at come up, you know, unfold in real time. And so what does quiet time look like for me? It's really the first thing in the morning. It's the first thing in the morning. 
And and that's I have to fight for that if I'm being completely honest. Because when I wake up, the temptation is scroll on Instagram and you know start looking at whatever NBA ga- games happen. Check my fantasy score. Check messages from friends. <laughs> I mean, it's a tem- it's a I literally yeah. feel it's a temptation, brother. And so, uh, but I I've really prioritized. I have a little space. I have a special like little couch that. It's once I get there in the morning, I open the word and I, and I just mm. spend time there. And, um, and I think, um, it, it, that, that is paired also with, um, prayer, prayer beforehand, you know, just trying to get my head in the right space. Mm-hmm. But I think that that has been really big for me here is having that designated space where I'm like, if I sit down here and then when I sit down here in the morning, this is what I'm getting to the scriptures. This is what I'm getting time with the Lord. That's great, man. That's great. And do you have like a, you clearly have a morning routine around that. Do you have a morning beverage that accompanies that? Some people yeah, are big brother. coffee drinkers. You mentioned chai oh, in our conversation. I drink uh, chai. I drink chai just for the, just for the relational part. Okay. The co- okay. coffee, coffee is, coffee is my, my go-to. That's the other part of it. Uh, this is actually most recent it switch it switches but i'll put on a there's a david platt um reading praying through the word i put on okay. that and then i go i grind my beans get get my french press you know uh-huh. get it all okay. set up so there's a there's a ritual there's a around it good there's a process yeah. yeah and then and then really i i actually this is true too i use my coffee i wait kind of towards uh, till i'm towards the end of the reading as i'm kind of reflecting talking with god about what i and thinking what this is provoking in me, that's when I kind of, I get the coffee and I kind of, you okay. know, just sit there in prayer and just sip on that cup so of So the coffee comes at the tail end of your time. Yep. And yep. have you, do you, are you a, and this is a big controversy on this podcast, people that brush their okay. teeth prior to their coffee or after their coffee. Are you a brush before or after guy? You know, when I first met you, I think I was a before guy, but... Now I think that's crazy. Now I think that's insane. Yes. It's definitely after. Cause add me to the add me yeah. to the list. Add, add me to, to the list. list. All right, I love it. okay, well I mean, now we can proceed with uh, since we're on the same page. That's good. There you go. There you go. Perfect. All righty. Well, Joshua, thank you for kind of introducing yourself to us and uh, sharing yeah. your story, sharing the gospel. Uh, just just powerful. Well, let's take some time. We're going to take and read the scriptures. We are in this season, we are in the book of Acts, and we've navigated the first uh, several chapters. We're in chapter 11 of the book of Acts, and so a lot has transpired in this this journey. Most recently, Peter has, has gone through that experience where he was praying. The Lord gave him in a vision this clarity that the the gospel was to go to the Gentiles. And then he responds in obedience and is summoned by Cornelius, who is a Roman centurion who's just up the road. He responds, he goes up there, he shares the gospel with Cornelius and all that have gathered in his home. And then they're, they come to faith in Christ. He commands them to be baptized, so they're baptized, and they are now included members into this family of God's people. And and so then he has to go back to Jerusalem and he begins to explain to them because they've heard that he was eating with Gentiles, sitting down and eating with them, and that they had also received 
the gospel. And so he had to kind of make the case that this was a part of God's plan, that the gospel going global, including people outside of the Jewish people, uh, was all a part of what God was up to and that this was from God and not from you know some idea that Peter had or just by circumstance, but God had made it clear. And one of the ways that he made it clear is that he poured out his spirit on them just like Peter and the other apostles had received on the day of Pentecost, that they were also recipients of God's spirit. And so how could, if they're receiving God's spirit, how could they as humans withhold this membership into the community of God's people from them? So that's just happened. And so we're going to jump into Acts chapter 19, and we're looking in verse, or Acts 11, starting in verse 19. So Acts chapter 11, verse 19. All right. And Sounds good. <clears throat> I'm reading out of the ESV. What uh, translation are you in? ESV, baby. Okay. Same one. Let's, uh, let's dive in. And, and uh, just for those listening, we did pray before we jumped on this podcast. I think that's a crucial part of engaging God's word. And so uh, that is something that we did here. And now we're ready to jump in, take, and read. So let's do that. Acts 11. Verse 19, now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose after over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists, spoke to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad. He exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch the disciples were first called Christians. Now in these days prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch, and one of them named Agabus stood up and foretold by the Spirit that there would be a great famine over all the world. This took place in the days of Claudius. So the disciples determined everyone according to his ability to send relief to the brothers living in Judea. And they did so, sending it to the elders by the hand of Barnabas and Saul. All righty. Okay. So the first thing we want to make sure is that we understand what's here, what, what's being said, uh, what, who are the players, like who's involved, what is the activity yes. that's happening, and specifically, you know, what is God trying to communicate in this? And so we have uh, some clarity on where they're at Uh kind of in, in what time period this is, there's a first a reference to the persecution mm. and those that were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen. Um, and we, you know, on this podcast, we talked through the, that passage that it was upon that persecution of Stephen that we read about in Acts chapter 7 that then we're first introduced to Saul and that they had, after killing Stephen, they took his garments and they laid them at the foot of Saul. And then after that, Saul began to ravage the church. There was this incredible persecution that happened and caused the believers that were in Jerusalem to then scatter, to spread. 
And so this is kind of picking up on that reality that this persecution had caused scattering, and that meant that believers traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch. So we're now talking in kind of the region of modern-day Turkey and kind of around that area. Um, And there were these disciples were speaking the words of Christ to only Jews at the time, but there were some of the men of Cyprus and Cyrene who, on accompanying uh, coming to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists also. So then there was these Greek-speaking Jews. So this, this gospel is going forth. And kind of what else do you see here that we need to make sure we understand? Hmm. I mean... I think uh, you said something that I really liked was the Gospels going global. I think that's like a very, uh-huh. you know, yep. um, just the gospel like a going great global. like way to put it. Um, yeah, as we continue to see that, you know, and I, I think it's so interesting to kind of understand it within that context that you're discussing that, you know, in the beginning of Acts, like Jesus tells them that they're going to take the gospel, you know, to the ends of the earth, you know, that's kind of his, his, his word to them. And we see that happening here. I think first as, as we kind of, but we need to, it's funny as we consider that within the context of like, it's like persecution is what is causing them to go, you know, like right. that's what's, that's what's sending them is persecution, which I think, you know, in itself is probably not how those disciples imagined it when they first heard Jesus say that. Right. Right. Yeah, and the way that the so Lord the, uses that, that that he uses those kinds of, uh, op, he uses opposition and trials, tribulations to accomplish his good purposes. And we see that in yeah. other places throughout the scripture. But yeah, here's a, here's a, a case in point that it was mm. persecution that caused the gospel to go global, to spread and yeah. to emanate out of Jerusalem in a more profound way. And so here we have that. And the we're in this location of Antioch. We're not given a lot of insight into what's going on in Antioch at this time. Mm. Uh, We know that it's been reported that those in Antioch have come to Christ. And Mm. so it's been reported back to Jerusalem. So those in Jerusalem said, okay, well, we need to send somebody to him. Yeah. Uh, The gospel has gone out and we need to do our due diligence and send somebody who can, kind of assess the situation, understand the nature of their belief. Uh, if they truly have rightly understood the gospel and kind of confirm that uh, yeah. and possibly teach them. And so there's a situation where now we have this this population of Christ followers that are very far and remote. We need to, we have a burden for them. We need to take care of them. Yeah. And so Barnabas is sent. He's kind of recruited and deployed, but Barnabas recognizes I need to go get Saul. So at this time, Saul is a, a full-fledged member of the community and has been vetted and, and cleared because there were a lot of people that were apprehensive. The whole reason why they were scattered to these far reaches was because of Saul. Mm. And it was yeah. his persecution. And so yep. now you see God and his, his love and just how gracious he is that now he's going to include Saul to in this work. And so Barnabas goes and recruits his, uh, you know, his buddy Saul, uh, they go to Antioch and for a whole year, they faithfully met with the church, taught a great many people. So they're discipling this this group of believers for a year. 
And where we learn that this is the time that they're first then called Christians or little Christs is what it refers to. So there's this group of believers that are now in a derogatory sense, we presume that they were kind of made fun of as these little Christs, but we now take that as a, a name of honor that wow, you would call me a, a miniature Christ? Oh, that's mm. great. Like, mm. <laughs> that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, yeah, and, and then I think... it's interesting, you see um, this this call, so there's this, this understanding that now this body of believers that were kind of primarily in Jerusalem feel mm. this particular connection to a group of believers that they really haven't ever met that are way far away. Wow. And yeah. then when there's an understanding that comes to this group of believers in Antioch that have been faithfully taught and discipled over the course of over a year and are continuing to grow in their maturity in Christ, we read in 27 through 30 that they learn through God's spirit and through this prophet coming to them and saying, hey, there's going to be a famine. Yeah. And so we need to take care of our own and so they're now sending aid back to those brothers living in Judea, back in the Jerusalem wow. area. And so there's this wow. symbiotic care and concern for one another, even though they've probably have never met. But they're yeah. like, they're they're us. Hmm. If they hurt, we hurt. We're we're in this together. There's this now this burgeoning global community of concern that yeah. we're one in Christ, and so we're in this hmm. together, which is fascinating. Wow. No, and it's so fascinating, too, as you kind of come off it with, you know, you you read that with the understanding, like, this church was started by, I mean, these were Gentiles. These were some of the first Gentiles coming to faith. And so, I mean, in Acts 11, you see, like, the Jewish response initially to Gentiles coming to Peter's meeting with the Gentiles is shock. It's shock and uh, accusations. And I think that's... I think as we read this, we really see that the mark of the early church, the impact that Christ had on them, is that uh, that those Jewish believers, those initial Jewish believers, were willing to, like, you know, lay down and and die to that tradition, die to that whole idea that they had. That you know, it even says here that at first they're only sharing the Jews. This concept that salvation was only for the Jews, and we just see that um, you know they completely. Um, submit and uh, accept the Lord's vision for the nations, you know, here. And I, and you're right, I, I, I wouldn't have gotten that from the last three verses, but that's so amazing that you see, yeah, these two believers who like, these two churches who didn't really have much, you know, contact, you know, any contact really maybe as far as speaking, but even further distance as far as background, but we see them, you know, in Christ, mm-hmm. they're unified. That's, that's just amazing. Yeah, and there's a mutual care and concern that now exists because they are in Christ. They're now they're they're unified, even though they're separated by geography and maybe even yeah. culture. Yeah. They're now one in Christ, they're family, and they take up for each other. They look out for each other. They have concern for each other. They sacrifice mm. for each other. It's just this mm. amazing picture. And it, it brings to life the, the prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17, that he's praying to the Father as he's just about to go and enter into the series of events that will lead to his his death and resurrection. And in, yeah. in this time of prayer, he's praying to the Father that 
that they would be one, even as I and you, Father, are one, that these people, these disciples would be one. And he's like, I'm not just praying for them, but I'm also praying for those that will believe in me because of their word, because of their testimony. And so here you see it on display that here is this faithful testimony of disciples of Christ going out, sharing the good news, others coming to faith, and now there's this unity that exists, even though these people in Antioch, they never met Jesus directly. They didn't hang out with him, and yet they've received this good news, and now they're 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 absorbed into this family. They're they're one. They're together. Yeah. And they're and equal. I think too, I think, you know, that's kind of the narrative of these this this whole chapter, but just kind of even as for me, like I mean, we still live in the 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 wake of the Gentile, the first, you know, Gentile coming to faith. Like we still live in in, in the wake of Cornelius coming to mm-hmm. faith. Like we are we're both Gentiles. I don't know about your your right. background. But I, I just love that and I'm that idea. Gentile, baby. Uh, there you go. There you go. And so just that idea of like, you know, the understand just the Jew, the Jewish Christians, they had the law, they had the Torah, they grew up with, you know, waiting for the Messiah. But, you know, seeing these, you know, Hellenists, these Greeks, you know, who have no concept of that. No, uh, you know, they they are coming from a completely different background of the, this idea of a pantheon of gods. But seeing that I mean, they all they all they needed was the gospel. They heard the gospel. They spoke to them about who Jesus was, and we see them completely transformed by that. And we see them like, you know, it says that uh, uh-huh. the hand of the Lord was with them, and that a great number believed. I mean, that's the mark of God. And then too, it even says, and he exhorted when he came, he saw the grace of God. You know, it's like all that mm-hmm. like they didn't. They're from a completely different background. All that I mean, it, they, all they needed was the gospel. And that was enough to for them to to change and join mm-hmm. this global community that's being built, and and we see its fruits as you're saying in in those last verses. We're seeing you know it continue to be united, unified. Yeah, and it, it, you see, and two, I think at least I think in it's, this. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, you see the fruit of that grace, the the evidence of grace. And the fruit yes. of the gospel is a life of generosity, of sacrifice, of mm. I'm going to give up my stuff for other people. That's going to be yeah. a natural outflow of yeah. that. But yeah. What and then too, say? I think pairing, I mean, pairing with that is, is like, then this idea that this is where they were first called Christians. And like you said, it was probably like a derogatory, you know, term, but you know, these I mean, what it shows is there was yeah. evidence in their lives of the, you know, like truly following Jesus as generosity, these exactly. fruits of the spirit to the point that people were like, there goes, those, you know, there, I imagine it. I imagine like, I, you know, there goes those Jesus people, you know, there they go. Those little, <laughs> little Christs. It's <laughs> yeah. like, you're right. Like that's, a, yeah. it's like, yeah. oh man, oh, I love it. I, I, we sh- you know, and that's a challenge to me to have a life that, you know, that that's what people identify, you know, me as. Like a yeah, that would person, be so you know, obvious. I have a, a connection to Jesus that I am. I yeah, that I'm identified. Made fun of for that it. they mark me as that. Yeah, that they that that's <laughs> yeah, what they, that's what they mark me as. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, so good. Well, brother, how yeah. do you live in light of this truth? So, if this is we've got mm. this this incident that's happened, and there's obviously some 
the meaning in this context is the spread of the gospel. You see on display discipleship. You see uh, lives changed and marked in their association mm-hmm. with Christ. When we receive this today, what what is the truth that we go and live out the rest of our day or week, our month in light of? How do we live in light of this truth? Man, there is so much goodness in this passage, but I think um what I'm what I'm I feel like as I read this, you know, God's gospel is for all people. I think is really um the truth that we need to ruminate and and apply in our lives that we, you know, we see that mm-hmm. um Initially, in the in this chapter, it was you know the the Jewish Christians thought it was just for them, but we see here that it is now spreading and and not only spreading but taking root and coming to fruition in people's lives mm-hmm. who have have no previous connections and I and no you know previous um, idea of uh, of, a, of a Messiah of anything, but we see that that's not that that's still the gospel's for them that Jesus is for them, yeah. and I think that you know. As, as, as someone abroad, who's someone, you know, that is something that's very much on our, my heart um, a lot. But even too, just within my home context, just thinking about my friends in my life who I've maybe almost deemed the gospel's not for them. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. too far, they're, they're this, they have this idea, I don't want to disturb them with that. But even understanding, know that the gospel is is for them too. You know, the gospel is for, for all, all yeah. people. And as, he, as you said, I mean, I mean, and it is this unifying force. So I think that's kind of one of the initial things that that really comes to my my brain. And then I think too, man, I'm really stuck on the the, the persecution aspect in the beginning of this. I think that that is that's something that's so mm. critical. Like we see, we we're just talking about we're seeing God work so much. We see so much goodness in this chapter, and it begins with with persecution. And so, I mean. Mm-hmm. How that looks at our, I think just as a whole, as a as a community, as as Christians, we um, we read it so much. We we uh, you know I read it so much, but I, I I think I really want to struggle with that and really just um wrestle with the truth that Jesus promises persecution and that God 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 works through persecution and that we see you know. Yeah. We see that these these believers come to. We see a new church. I mean, Antioch. No spoilers. Sorry to everyone else, but Antioch is where Paul and Bar. I mean, I mean Saul and Barnabas. Saul, Paul. They would be sent out from Antioch. I mean, this is mm-hmm. like we're talking about yep. ground zero for for sending people for missions. Starting All of Paul's missionary journeys. Yep. 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 I mean, he comes back, he comes and he report, you know, so we're seeing it come yeah. start out of persecution and start in a place where it's Gentile believers. So I think, sorry, yeah. I kind of got off track, but I think like some, you well, know, persecution, God bless persecution. And then two is like the gospel is for all people. And this is where we're really beginning mm-hmm. to see that. Like, so yeah, those are some yeah. of my, my big takeaways. Yeah, there's there's a kind of some unifying pieces here that association with Christ, like true, legitimate, genuine, being marked mm. as a Christian. If you're faithful yeah. and genuine to Christ, you can expect persecution, but yeah. you can also expect that God will use that persecution for His good purposes to spread His name, His fame. It also means that that will be evident to those around you that you are marked by Christ, that you are committed and prioritizing him over all else. And it will, it'll look like grace. 
It'll look like yes. generosity. It'll look like selfless and others more. Like these are the, these are the marks of little Christians that as they go yes. about, those that are identified with Christ. And I think yes. for me, I look at this passage and then I also have the the testimony of of your life and what God has called you to currently and that there is a there's a marked priority. When I look at this passage and I look at Barnabas and Saul and other believers, wherever they went, like every day they probably ate meals. They they had everyday activities, but their number one priority was how do I express the truth of Christ to those that are in my path today? And I see that on display in your life that you took ordering Oreo cookies to as an opportunity to share the love of Christ and the truth of Christ with somebody. And then it just didn't stop there. But you said, I want to have an ongoing conversation, an ongoing relationship. And this Mm. is your daily. This is what happens daily for you. Mm. And man, that is a challenge to me. I, I could, I do not take Oreos to the gospel, but you went from Oreos to Jesus and that is just beautiful, brother. And so I'm so encouraged by this passage. I'm thank encouraged you. by you, and I'm challenged. So thank you, thank you for being with thank me you, today. Yeah. No, thank you so much for this um, opportunity. And I think you're right. And, and, and for me too, that is the 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 goal, and that is the challenge. Is like let's let's be called Jesus people. Let's be called little little Christ because that's that's a that's a that's yeah. a good title to bear. So <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, brother, for this yeah. opportunity. Yeah, it's good. Well, right. if. If for those who are listening and tuning in, uh, if there's been any questions that have been provoked by our conversation, anything that you are curious about, you can always uh, email me at takeandreadpodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions for Jeshua, uh, that, that would be a good place. You can email me, and then I can get your questions onto him and connect you uh, with him, and, and he can have those conversations with you. If there's comments, uh, you know, this is a great opportunity to dialogue as a community, as the Take and Read community, uh, through the comment sections or any other way that you can engage. But uh, yeah, you've you've seen two guys that have been transformed, encountering Christ and, and never being the same. And we believe this to be the true inspired word of God. And we think it is a, a guide and a source of life for us and for everyone. It's not just our particular kind of thing. We think this is a particular kind of thing for everyone. That, uh, as we said, the gospel is meant to go global. And so we believe that. Uh, Yes. I encourage you to take and share this with others. Uh, Like, subscribe, encourage others, because, again, the goal is to get people reading the Word of God. I believe there's power in that, and I believe that that is the greatest thing we could do is to focus our attention on him, make a big deal about him and to share his love with other people. Uh, Because I think that until we're there, until we truly understand our identity in him and our purposes in him, then we're completely lost and we don't understand what we were made for. And, uh, and so I think, yeah, I think that in this word there is life and I want everyone to know about it. So thank you for tuning in. Jeshua, thank you again for making the time. And I want to encourage everybody out there to go take and read the Word of God. Blessings. Amen. God bless.